0: Bandwidth for the Weird Things podcast provided by Wired Tree. For sites of any size and world class customer service, head on over to wiredtree.com.
1: Welcome to the Weird Things podcast. I'm Andrew Main, joined by Brian Brushwood. Hello, beautiful people. And Justin Robert Young. Hey friends, I'm here. Hey, uh, so uh, how are you guys enjoying your last days on Earth?
0: Wait, I'm what? did? What? did, did oh my God! Wait, I, did I, I, I miss mis- mis- a
1: missive? Did I miss a missive? The
0: witching hour finally well, come. Well, well, Halloween will open up Brian a hell portal, which will swallow up and our, our
1: life. You know, oh my I mean, God. it is. We I mean, we know for sure in a long enough timeline the sun is going to keep expanding until the earth is absorbed in this big red bubble so that we've got that to deal with uh there is you know as brian points out you know part of you know living is getting older there's that
2: yeah we're, um, we're, we're but, made of chaos and decay
1: yeah entropy my friend merry well, christmas i bring you you know it's it's what was the what was the science fiction story where like some astronomical object enters the solar system at such like a weird sort of pattern or whatever like this? And uh like like its okay. motions
2: are in a weird pattern?
1: Like it comes in like something comes like there was a book series or a book where things something comes from like sorry, oh as I get excited about this. Like it's like something we uh, we pick up on telescopes, something heading towards our solar system, and then uh Something that, like, you know, we realize it's only going to, like, rendezvous with us for a short amount of time, and then it's going to leave the solar system?
2: Uh, well, the one that's popping to mind, unfortunately, is the bummer of the book Seven Eves, in which that object is a a fleeting microscopic black hole that shatters the moon and then destroys all of humanity. Spoiler Yeah.
1: One. Uh, oh, somebody says, what is that, Rendezvous with Rama? Uh, rendezvous with Rama, the, the Arthur C. Clarke story. Um... Remember that? Um, sure.
2: I remember looking at that book and thinking that's one I should get around to reading. Yeah.
1: Uh, and I would have thought you would have read that, Brian, because it would have made my joke all the better. Because I wanted you to say, hey, it's Ronnie
2: Drama. I'd be like, no, it's today's news. Oh, shoot. Ah! <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> but at least the chat room was there for us. Yeah, thank uh, you, chat they, room. they were there.
1: Next week on Weird Things, Justin Robert Young in chat room. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, all- so uh, – These are the headlines I love. This is why we do the show. And it's a science alert and emphasis on the alert. Astronomers are watching an interstellar object that's appeared in our solar system. (laughs) (laughs) In other news, bus drivers driving buses. No, 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 no. Brian, let me read this to you again. Astronomers are watching an interstellar object that's appeared
2: in our solar system. Well, oh, no. well then that's meaning it's not much from more our solar system. That's much more interesting. Yes. So wait a minute. Some uh, and and by the way, we've talked about I forgot the name for the term of the uh plant. Uh, we talked about giant gas giants, giants, dark gas giants, just swinging around from system to system, floating around, possibly due to their own heat and pressure with their own sustained life ecosystems inside. Uh you say that again? We we had talked about uh about dark planets flying around, j- Road j- planets, just, yeah. Yeah, correct. And then we speculated about uh the fact that that you know pretty much any place on earth, you know, where where there's no photosynthesis, there's chemosynthesis uh and instead, you know, just as long as there's heat and liquid Life seems to bubble up, and we had speculated about the possibility of a of a, a rogue gas giant just floating through uh, interstellar space. Yeah, you could get you could get yeah, any kind. You could get an
1: icy planet where you could have uh, uh, geothermal. A lot of you know any kind of anything you could have. You could have that happen. In this particular case, um, and up until now, all asteroids and comets we've seen have originated in our own solar system. This is by David Neil at a Science Alert. Plenary observations su- suggested this object that they saw was uh, a comet, and it was. But now they think it was flung out from a nearby star rather than caught in, the sun, caught in the sun's gravitational pull. As comets from our solar system would be the thing. Things get more confusing. Initial readings were taken from the Pan Starrs Telescope in Hawaii, and judging by the, orbit, uh, the, uh, by the orbit, astronomers hypothesized it could be a comet, unlike any we've seen before. If further observations confirm the unusual nature of this orbit, this object may be the first clear case of an interstellar comet.
2: Right. So, I, I help me out here to contextualize this because I this this does sound extraordinary, and it's great that we're seeing it, and and I'm sure there are things to learn. However, uh, I also have internalized, you know, since the '80s, uh, the the message that. Pretty much anything on the periodic table made above carbon was forged in the heart of an exploding star. That's why the phrase, we're all made of star stuff, you know, uh, 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 st- is so sticky. Um, it, it is, I don't know how to feel about this, Andrew. I don't know how to feel about this. Like, like, Whoa, like, uh, every, like, 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 every... like, on the one hand, it's great that we've identified it, but on the other hand, like... Everything we're made of was from interstellar debris. Uh, yeah, but debris. everything
1: in our solar system, everything in our solar system, as far as we understand or know, happened from the same accretion disk, the same part, the same little area here. Happened from the same accretion disks. This this little bubble here. Everything that has an orbit or comes through our solar system that you observed so far has been there for billions and billions of years. From you know when the sun started lit up. Sure. Okay. That's what that's why everything we've seen around us is from here. We have no evidence of anything ever entering our solar system from another solar system from I, somewhere
2: else. I, I, th- I think I figured out uh, how to categorize this in my dumb, dumb simian brain. Uh, the existence of the mail, the post office is not news or exciting. Getting a letter is very exciting. So, the existence of interstellar debris making it into our solar system, not news. Us getting this latest letter news,
1: well, yeah, and and something that's sizable, and and we don't know that of all the objects we've ever observed, this is the first one we've ever seen. You know, we've we've cataloged thousands and thousands and thousands of meteors, asteroids, etc., uh, comets, rather, asteroids, you know, whatever, and 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 to find one that we're now like, hey, uh, this thing just came within 15 million miles of Earth, by the way, uh, is how big is it? Um, I think this was. This is the size on this. Let me pull this thing up there. It's not inconsequential either. I mean, it would be perfectly good for. It is the
2: five hundred twenty-five feet across. So, so, if it were aimed a little bit differently, a little more uh, lucky slash unluckily, uh, could be a planet killer coming in from <laughs> extra extra solar areas. I don't know if
1: five twenty-five would do it or not,
2: but um,
1: spaceship sized. 525 miles? Feet. 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 Oh, then forget it. Yeah. Sorry. No, if this thing were 525 miles across, this would be like, you know, one of the largest, you know, be larger than many dwarf planets. That would be terrifying. 525
2: miles would be Texas. It's the size that, that's literally the plot of Armageddon (laughs) Armageddon, we just described. So
1: 525 feet across. So that's a pretty good, you know, that's half the size of a major cruise ship. So, I mean, that's a pretty big pretty big pretty big object though like i'm saying it's perfect spaceship size we've if you wanted to you know go around and visit other solar systems but you didn't have the capability to slow down you would plot a trajectory like this you would send accelerate some object you would put it you would figure out like we'll go to this star here we'll deflect here we'll then go into this other solar system we'll go around there and cascade around that's what's going to be curious to see is like uh And when we start trying to figure out more of its trajectory, where did it come from, where is it going?
2: What a fantastic short story that would make, because that's exactly how they would do it. They wouldn't build a spacecraft probe. Let's say if you're an alien intelligence and you've extended lifespans um, incomprehensibly long, thousands of years at a time, uh, and you wanted to send a probe out, you, number one, would not just build a starship from scratch, you would actually – just for, for efficiency, you would place it inside of an asteroid, would and you would sling that asteroid out, or possibly, even better, you would find an existing asteroid that was already moving, you would fly over to it, you would tunnel in, you would you would put all your sensors and your probe stuff, and then you would guide it um, with rockets and mass propulsion on such a trajectory that it would do this grand Lewis and Clark adventure around your quadrant of the galaxy and then come back a thousand years later with all the data that it picked up.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure that I would do the thing use the asteroid as the body cuz you're you're
2: trying you're spending so much of your energy to propel dead weight. Um, No, no, no. But but that's my point is you find an asteroid that's already slingshot. You find a wanderer like this. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. And then you're like, hey, it's already got the kinetic energy. It's going to go for the next thousand miles. If we just guide it a little bit and then build a tunnel network with sensors, then we get to take a tour of the whole galaxy. Yeah, that would have been cool if like this would have been had
1: we had we known guys uh, to have figured. I don't know how hard it would have been to try to create something that could accelerate and meet up with it, but that would have been kind of. Because by the time you can meet something that can uh, meet up with and accelerate it, you might as well just just launch that object. But yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, oh, that's a good point. Although, yeah. although the probes itself, I would imagine the mass. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, sorry, well, I'm no, too dirty. Well, no, the nerdy. scenarios where you want to do the hollowed asteroids, you're like, oh, we're going to land a
1: little spaceship on here and we're going to colonize the whole rock. We're going to use the whole rock's resources, like you mentioned, and that that's where that's the uh, the advantage is like. Yeah, no, it's got carbon and water and all these other things we need. We don't, we couldn't carry enough water for the interstellar journey ourselves, so we'll just lay on this rock that's heading there and use what's there.
2: Right. So uh, uh, that so, so 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 what I I I suppose in the story of humanity's you know race to the stars, this is a good moment in that we recognize this kind of wandering uh, guy around. In the future, maybe we try to capture them and 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 study the pieces of DNA from other galaxies. Uh, you know, of of, uh, of of mineral DNA, I guess is what I'm saying. There there is no such thing as mineral DNA, but I mean, like to understand the origins of of other uh, exotics. Yeah, it would be absolutely
1: because that would be getting a sample. Like what you could do is if if we had known is to have done, we could have done an impact, and we could have tried to get some fragments from that. If we did an impact, that would have allowed us to, or we could actually. Uh, get a laser and burn off parts of it and be absorb observe the spectra. And that could tell us a bit more about it.
2: That's one of the preventative theories uh, for saving us from an asteroid or a comet, right? Is if is something's on a trajectory to earth, one of the ideas, you know, it's like, well, oh, just send up a nuke. It's not that simple. Now you have 12 targets coming at you instead of one. Uh, uh, the other is a mass drive. It's like you land a gizmo on it and you start flinging off pieces of the comet yeah. off to the side. And then it, adjust the orbit but but if i if i'm hearing you correctly you're talking about the idea of you know firing a microbeam uh, or a microwave laser at it to heat up an area that causes ejecta to come off mm-hmm. of the subject itself and then that we could study also in my weird scenario would would push a comet off to the side
1: well, that, that's actually a, a at the uh, UC Santa Barbara Space Cosmology Lab. That's one of the reasons. A couple of the things they talk about using lasers for: one is asteroid deflection, is the idea if you you, you apply enough energy to it, and you create little you know explosions on it, you can move it. The other one is to use the uh, use the laser to actually ablate materials and then observe what it's made out of. So, multi-purpose so, lasers, space. That's great. So. I thought this was kind of curious, this whole idea of an object from outside our solar system, which is, again, like I've read a number of alien invasion, <coughs> alien invasion stories. And that was where they started off with was, you know, here comes this thing from, hey, there's something in it. In our so-. It's always something just entered our solar system. We don't know what it is, but usually it happens much more real time. Somebody's looking at a radar screen or whatever, you know, it's or no good ones. It's like we're looking at these plates, these photographic plates, and we notice the differences there like, how many other weirdo objects are there like this? And I found out another one, uh, which is 96p Machholtz, which is a short-period sun-grazing comet discovered on May 12, 1986 by amateur astronomer Donald Machholtz. And it's unusual among comets in several respects. It has a highly eccentric orbit, 5.2-year orbit, has the smallest Perlian distance known among n- numbered regular short-period comets, bringing it considerably closer to the sun than the orbit of Mercury. It is also the only known short-period comet with both a high orbital inclination and high eccentricity. And it was found to be both carbon-depleted and cyanogen-depleted, a chemical composition nearly unique among comets with known composition. So it's a very peculiar sort of comet that has a chemical structure totally different from any one we've ever observed before. Which... Dun-dun-dun, uh, what's going on?
2: Do, yeah, uh, do, do we think it's an orphan? Because I know that the solar system can sometimes capture uh, orphaned comets just floating through space, and all of a sudden they get caught in the ra- gravity well, and they're all like, eh, this is as good as any place to die. Yeah, it
1: could be. It it seems to have fallen into a pattern similar to some other comets, but just the the appearance of it. But it's the idea is the where. the You know, where did this come from? So, you know, it is, I think, a candidate for something that is extrasolar.
2: So there is, uh, this is interesting. So let's assume that our fidelity of examination is infinite. And I know that's insane, right? Let's say that we're able to see every single piece, uh, you know, a, a paint flake sized debris that enters the solar system. My guess is that we would be able to, and Justin, uh, just tell me if this intuitively makes sense. That we would be able to um, uh, find markers of origin for every single one of them such that, uh, that, that strangely, rather than going out and exploring the universe, we just wait for the universe to come to us and, ex- and, and figure out what came from where. Oh, Justin's muted. That's why. That's not he's – not, he's not giving me he's, – <laughs> he's not giving me guff or, or, or refusing to answer the question. He's just muted. I'm also, still muted. Welcome uh, to the part. Oh, there I'm, we go. Okay, you're back. You're back. I have audio
0: on my end. Okay. All right. Good. Uh, sorry. That I, explains I, why nobody, everybody stepped over everything I've had to say this episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, makes sense to me. <laughs> we're we're entering
1: we're entering in I think I, I decided for those who are wondering what Andrew went I had a Snickers and I may have a peanut allergy I don't know um, I have strong evidence that may be the case now wait, wait uh,
2: oh, 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 hold on hold on no hold on huh? P- press pause on everything uh, breaking yeah, wait news a minute. now
0: Brian Brian's uh, like finally this is listen, yeah, Brian has studied and been fascinated his entire life by science but there is nothing that uh, uh, he can spring into action with more knowledge and foresight of than dealing with a peanut allergy <laughs>
2: So so so, how long have you been suspecting this? Um, I was
1: at a uh, – I was in Montana, and I was at this uh, – uh, staying at this ranch. And I'm standing at this table. There was a bunch of peanuts, a bunch of shelled peanuts there. I'm eating some peanuts, and I'm talking to somebody. I'm like, oh, hold on. I need some more peanuts. And I'm like, yeah, you know, peanuts always seem to make my throat dry. And I'm talking to Jack Horner, the paleontologist, the scientist, you know, and Jack Horner says, as I'm, I'm like, he goes, that might be your body telling you something.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm like, huh. And, and I noticed a high correlation of what just happened to me is like, because I don't have like the ah peanuts. I'm inflating whatever thing, but I do my sure, throat. You're, t- you're,
2: you're, you're not
0: anaphylactic.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I'm like carrying on there. I'm like, well, let me try some peanuts. And I'm like, like, and it's hard cause it's not a, uh, how would I describe this? A, uh, double blind test. Um, right. But I have noticed a correlation of peanuts and all of a sudden, like throat irritants, etc. Well,
2: and, and keep in mind also, there's the middle ground of, of peanut sensitivity, which is different than necessarily peanut allergy, right?
1: Yeah, and that's what it probably is. It's probably peanut sensitivity. So,
2: well, if We could do a whole episode of, about some of the amazing advancements happening in that regard. That's that's well, weird.
1: Oh, well, I keep thinking I'll just keep trying them to just build up some sort of resistance to them again. You know, so
2: <laughs> I mean, I, 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 there, There's science to back that up? Yeah, uh, Back to your earlier uh,
1: comment, Brian, though, about the compositions and figuring out if we can know everything out there. One of the projects that we have going on is people are looking more and more seriously into space mining. And one of the things you'd want to do is send up as many probes as you can and maybe use lasers and other things to see what's out there and start getting you know composition maps. And we're going to discover some very, very interesting things like the crashed spaceship on Mars as we start looking out there to see what else is in space. Um, the more data we have, the more information we'll have of
0: what's out there. Agreed. Yeah, man. I think that's that's a, a a whole element that, like, you know, when we when we talk about like like how little we know about the the ocean and stuff like that, and how little we've explored.
1: Andrew's note: They let the craft spaceship on Mars just slide right by.
2: Well, I thought you were talking about. I thought you were using poetic imagery to describe a probe that we sent, and. Didn't go back to examine the rest of the sentence.
0: I can just go back to being muted. That's fine. Like you know, if Bryce just wants to hit that button again.
1: Well, uh, gentlemen, uh, I would like for Bryce to pull up a. There's a couple different ports. Is this a crashed alien spaceship on Mars? And I need both of your reactions to this when we get the image there. I should have sent it to Bryce, but I just relied so heavily on his ability. Oh, to I didn't do realize you trip. were talking
2: about a specific thing. I did not realize thing. this was a yeah. Real yeah thing I, I totally thought you were just just just. Uh, waxing poetic on, on our visitations to there. Uh, so, so we have an image here. Uh, um, can you describe this, Bray? Yeah. Do you see the end of Stranger Things? This is what the kid puked up. Only it's on Mars. Shut up about
1: Stranger Things. Although <laughs> <laughs> this it's, is
2: presumably huge. Yeah, it looks like to be honest, it looks like a um, a lava I don't know, emerging lava flow. Uh, uh, Justin, what do you, what does your gut say?
0: Yeah, it 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 either looks like like the whole little uh, uh, you know, like smear there is one object, or it's like some crash landed uh, you know, carve out like like that that's like carved out in the ground, maybe. Yeah. Uh, uh, but but, but, yeah, but, it's but it definitely looks, it looks, looks like a feather. To be honest with you, it kind of looks like a feather without the the the, the stem. I I to me it it looks like the surface of Mars.
2: Uh, I don't know something cracked it open and a bunch of um uh, uh planet blood seeped out of it. AKA lava. That's what I'm calling lava from now on. Is planet, planet blood.
0: blood? Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, uh there's, honey, don't go there. There's planet blood, and boy <laughs> is it boiling. I'm,
2: hey, uh, that's why I became a planet phlebotomist. I'm here, <laughs> So
1: we can play a little bit of amateur sleuth here. and uh, there's been it's this has obviously caused a lot of speculation because this thing's like miles across. It's pretty big. This has caused some speculation as to what is it? What is it? Now, I call your attention to let's examine this around there, and let's let's whenever you're trying to figure out, determine when you're looking at, let's say, planetary features etc the shadows so what do the shadows tell us
2: uh well i'm i'm seeing Bryce's comment in the in the chat saying it's an indention not a mound uh it's really weird because it does look like a mound to me in my mind the sun is at the lower right hand corner and it's uh hitting two two slopes one is is the mountain above this object and the other is the the kind of frontal part of what looks like a carapace almost um i don't i i, I don't know it, it, uh, enlighten me please uh well that's what
1: it comes down to is trying to figure out like what 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 where is the sun what should it be doing and so if you look at the shadow above what appears to be a ridge above it and where the shadows being cast from there yeah uh, the, uh, up The the one that goes at an angle from the tip of it to the top. You can also see uh, a little
2: fringe here on, on some of the well, edges. One in the
1: other shadow, the one like go above that object.
2: Sure, sure. Yeah, the mount. Well, and, and here's the other thing too, is there is uh, some distinctive, uh, they're the, the, the black geological patterns, but I could understand how somebody would think they look like scorch marks as something crashed into the surface and drug across the ground. Um, I I don't think that's what we're looking at though.
1: Yeah. And the the consensus seems to be that it is an indentation, although, I mean, the shadows to me look tricky. I don't think it's it's not it to me. It's not like it's an obviously if you look at this shadow here. No, it's a, no, no. It it, like,
2: it's a bit yeah. like the, uh, the the gold golden white versus blue and black dress thing where where if I squint, I could see it both ways.
0: Mars, yeah, Mars was jealous about all the viral attention that got. So, you know, they're like, we got to get in on our own. See,
2: now, now I've primed my brain to really see it as a divot, as, a, as a, uh, an impression in the surface. And now it clearly looks like that to me. Wow, that's wild. That's wild. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, what it, the
0: consensus
1: seems to be that it is, a, it is an indentation that it may have been caused by a meteor impact.
0: So it is a crash-landed spaceship of sorts from the stars.
1: It's like the Superman Trench, like when he landed in the first The Cool Movie. Yeah. You know, out there in the cornfield.
2: Man, I'll tell you what. I, I, I need to go back and watch it again, but um, I think I might be becoming an apologist for Man of Steel. Like, the more I think about it, I, don't, I, I did not see Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice, uh, but – the more I think about Man of Steel, the more I think like that was a solid version of that that familiar story. And it's okay if I'm wrong. I'm not asking you guys to convert or anything. I'm gonna leave myself
0: muted on this one. <laughs>
2: yeah. All right, it's fine.
0: No, yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't mind it walking out of the theater, but uh, uh, the more, the further uh, of of a picture we get of of Snyder's DC universe, I don't quite know how much I. <clears throat> I
1: minded it walking out of the
2: theater in the middle of the movie.
0: Oh my god.
2: You also walked out of gravity, though, and then went back and watched it again and decided it was pretty good.
1: I had, it was that first first thing that was just everything annoyed me about it. But once I got past that, I was great. <laughs> Loved it. This was, you know, like two thirds of a man of steel when he gets punched to an eye hop. And I'm like, I haven't seen a single... St- I don't want to get into it. I'm he glad you like got him, Brian. Glad liked it, Brian. punched into an
2: IHOP. Punched into an should be on Superman's it's, autobiography. And
1: it's his bully. His <laughs> bully from high school is there, you know. It's like, it's, like, it's great. It's this, I it's hope they reference I-Op.
0: that in Justice League. Like, when, when he comes back from the dead and and Batman's like, oh, you're back. And he's like, yeah, it was the second worst thing that's happened to me aside from that time I was punched into an IHOP. <laughs>
1: Well, let's, let's move forward.
0: Um, it becomes it becomes the central thread of how to defeat Steppenwolf. He has to remember back to that one moment when he uh, gazed upon the, the 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 short stack pricing while he was punched <laughs> through the IHOP. And he said, "The Rudy Tootie Fresh and Fruity is the one true way."
1: <laughs> like, like, hey. I would have thought the roughest thing for you would have been just standing there in slow motion watching your father get, you know, sucked up by this very convenient tornado.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, allow me to die, Clark. Clark. I thought maybe the guilt for, like, making your mom
1: work as, like, you know, as short as, like, a, you know, waitress. You know? Your, your elderly mother has to work as a waitress, you know, <laughs> while you're, like, the literally most powerful man in the universe. And you could just, you know, squeeze some coal and give her diamonds. You know? <laughs> a little bit of guilt. Well, my mother said she liked it. She's supposed to say that, you idiot.
2: Oh, man.
0: Anyhow. Oh. I'm, a, yeah. I'm hungry for pancakes, though. That's I, I've i got a <laughs> superman's <laughs> hunger for Martha. pancakes now that we've talked about this IOP. And I'll tell you what, now we have the money to pay for it thanks to Patreon.com slash weird things. Heck yeah, man. Head on over to Patreon.com slash weird things. Why don't you become a card-carrying member of the, the Weirdos Alliance? You, uh, uh, By the way, a uh, 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 lawyer's note, we don't give you a card. So you're going to have to make your own. <laughs> well,
2: I mean, I, I, I assume you now have our permission to print out a card and to carry yeah. it. That. That's how it
0: works. Thank you. We want you to hand us your cards uh, when you see us uh, at, at conventions and out in public to let us know. These these are not cards that you can identify yourself to other people. You need to print out a card and give it to us when we're out so we know to treat you different than people who don't hand us cards.
2: Also, why not make the card uh, put our names and faces on it? Because you already <laughs> yeah. know who you are, but but it'll be helpful for us to remember who to we are. Who you are. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> Uh, This will be a very important thing for you, me, and and really the card industry as a whole. Uh, You know, the card industry has really fallen into hard times. It's really been punched into an IHOP lately, and and (laughs) we make sure that you get it back. Patreon.com slash weird things. Not only do you get uh, uh, the satisfaction of supporting uh, this show, but also... You uh, get early access to After Things, which is our show we do after weird things about creativity and the modern world. Uh, many, many, many people are saying it's great. So you uh, do you want to call them a liar? First, you got to listen to it by going to patreon.com slash weird things.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> you, know, uh, you know what I'm going to do? Hmm. I'm going to get on my spaceship. Mm. Yeah. Go to Mars or maybe the moon. Yep. And I'm going to live in a lava tube.
2: Well, OK, hold on. Uh, uh, we've talked about lava tubes on Mars. It's not like we just discovered some kind of gigantic uh, 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 miles and miles big lava tube on the moon that suddenly indicates that it would be a great place for us to immediately land and start building up.
1: Well, it was mentioned in a couple of years ago on one of these podcasts, but that's okay.
2: Oh. Um, but it didn't make it into the big
1: news until recently. So and- so
2: what 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 was the the, the big newsworthy element to this? Well, there's been more, more. We've
1: we've had speculation as far as the what could be the size of lava tubes, and we've observed like on the moon the surface feature a uh, uh, what you call like a skylight, it looks like a hole in the moon, a hole in the moon, and in there we like like wow, it's dark down there, and like yeah, like it's probably because there's you know a big tube down there, a lava tube, if you will. And then what's happened? We've added some more confirmation because we've been able to send these little probes around the moon that have been measuring the gravity at different points. Is you know you have mountains, your gravity gets higher. You have valleys, your gravity is lower. If you have uh, less dense uh, ground, you know that you get this you get this uneven gravity map. Like the Earth, you look at the gravity map of the Earth and you realize, wow, this is kind of variable. In the areas where we've seen what look like could be the entrance to a very very large hollow area. We've also discovered a uh, curious less you know, it's less gravity. It appears to be there's a lot of hollow ground there, implying a very, very large lava tube.
2: Did we uh, did we ever talk about how lava tubes are formed? Is it a case of just like lava's flowing and then the lava flow slows down and a bunch of the lava you know, gravity pulls it into porous cracks or whatever, and leaves a vacant tube. Is that that's what I've imagined? But I don't know if that's so, the case. I mean, there can be different kinds of formations. But if you go to the lava tubes, let's say in Oregon, and they're amazing.
1: They go on for several miles. They're 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 really there's a lot of them. I've been to the ones there most recently. You get as a super hot rock pushes through you know uh, pushes through the rest of the the rock that's a little bit you know has a lower melting point it finds this these different points of which it can w- make its way through and it you know it kind of just it forces its way through path of least resistance and then finally reaches an outlet point and then you get a lot of lava flowing through there and you get more of it so it just keeps going and then once it starts to cool that lava compresses compresses considerably and then so it all of a sudden you're, you have this this volume it takes up much less space and it might erode over a period of time, et cetera. So it starts off if of, it's this big, you know, as it heats, it expands. And then once it cools, it contracts and you're left behind with a tube. Deep. Now, on Earth, our gravity is more than the moon. I know. Amazing fact, guys. You heard it here first. <laughs> and that means that when you're talking about 10 percent the gravity on the moon, it means that you're going to get slightly different physics. You're going to get tubes that are bigger. OK. You might get lava flows that go much further, which will be the case on Mars, too. In this instance, this is the the estimate here. Um, but uh, let me give you the estimate. Um, if scientists' gravity analysis are correct, the lava tube near Marius Hills could easily house a large city such as Philadelphia.
0: That's oh my God! Big. Wow! It's really dark in this lava tube. <laughs> yeah, we're we're hiding
2: in there. Um, the uh, uh, so. As long as we've been talking about it, I've been thinking about what it would be like to live in tubes, whether they're hollowed out in a in a asteroid or whatever. Um, and one of the things I keep stumbling across, and it's very visual when I look at the photos of lava lava tubes that uh, uh, Bryce was just showing on the big screen. Um, yeah, I mean we're looking at like like nine different skylights into there's clearly massive underground structures there well and specifically when i look at the lava tubes that we know on earth are you know uh, bored out by lava basically uh i am astonished at how many physical places it reminds me of you know of like you know, in Minnesota, you don't you don't go out on the street and cross the street to get into another building. That's uh, what are you, a savage? No, they have tube technology. They build tubes. When you're in Las Vegas and it's a hundred billion degrees, you know you know you don't walk on the street like a savage. You uh you 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 walk around in tubes inside of uh, Las Vegas. It's so, my favorite experience in Las Vegas last month. Was walking through tubes. all those tubes. So so here's here's what I'm getting at is I wonder if. N- I We know that humans, when we left the savannah, we hid in caves and we lived in caves. And I wonder if there's some kind of core comfort that we take from living in tube-like enclosed areas. And it makes me think about the future of humanity. What if we return to the caves? And, and I'm guessing that we would probably feel just fine living in lava tubes. Uh, and it would feel like the, like the world. We may have been burrowing animals before we were
1: tree monkeys, too. Oh, really? Is that a thing? I mean, I think most mammals, probably early, early mammals, probably spent a considerable amount of time burrowing, you know. So, you know, that's
0: another thing. So this, is a, this is a return to form for us. Uh, yes, finally.
2: We're going home. <laughs> and home yeah. is on another planet now.
0: <laughs> you want to know what? We had enough of this surface-dwelling lifestyle. Let's let's go back to basics.
1: To give you, give you a sense of how big this thing is, this and this is not like fringe. This is sort of like no. We think this thing is. Again, they show this map or they show an image and you know, they show a thousand meters. They show the city of Philadelphia at one end of it, taking up a quarter of it. And this is just understanding. We're looking at a sideways look at it. Um, at a thousand meters, you're you could have like five. You could do, you could fit like five superdomes in that space. So we're looking at like twenty superdomes across. And if we do our, our our math to figure out like this, roughly three or four hundred super domes worth of surface area,
2: I mean, at that point, that's that's as big as so imagine that you paint the top blue and you have a light that approximates uh, approximates sunlight. Like you could live your whole life in there very comfortably. There are people who live their whole life on you know Manhattan or whatever. and uh, uh, I don't know. it seems like uh, you could have a very fulfilling. Existence underneath a rock on a planet. We could shoot
1: all of Rocky inside of there, you know. <laughs>
2: we could. Um, so yeah, you have this again. This is a
1: thing we think is there. We think there is a. We think there is a underground tube on Mars, and also understand this thing may go on for what may not just be a bubble. It may go on for several miles. It might be several miles long, uh, and it's got it's high. It's higher than you know probably one of the t- tallest buildings we've ever built. So you know it's got an extreme height to it. So that you could fit Dubai, you could fit, you know, Philadelphia, you could put of Manhattan, you could put part of London, whatever inside of there. And then for light, like, yeah, we could do fiber optic from the surface, you know, filter in a bunch of light from above, just, you know, pump in sunlight and you know, yeah, project a sky on whatever you want there, and we'd be like it'd be just like Earth, except we could, you know,
2: jump over our houses.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. You could literally punch somebody through an IHOP all supermen
2: on the moon
1: (laughs) yeah now i i think a lot about like on the idea on mars where we have lava tubes that we know go on for miles and miles maybe hundreds of miles long the idea of you take your water at one end and you pump it through you build yourself a river and so you would be able to live on riverbanks and
2: it really could be Gorgeous. We've talked about this before. One of my favorite parts of uh, Kim Stanley Robinson's Mars trilogy, uh, Red Mars, Green Mars, Blue Mars, was he talks about the social role of the eco poet. Basically, this is one of the people who lives on Mars, whose only job as it were is to, I don't know, trying to grow potatoes. Let's see if we could grow potatoes or, or, you know, let's see if we can make, you know, a hectare of, of air, you know, uh, you know, beautiful field or something. Um, I think I think that in a post-scarcity economy, in a world where we have artificially intelligent robots that are able to do pretty much everything humans don't want to do, I suddenly see that that, that when essentially everyone's a billionaire and everybody has the ability to command robot armies and the only requirement is that your idea to what to do with them be interesting enough that – maybe it gets voted or kickstarted or whatever and you're like like hey man I want to do this uh, over here and then everyone's like that seems seems good go maybe maybe I you know I think that the the
1: biggest delineation of wealth in the future is going to be who owns the land um and you know we we have and you look at the amount of personal wealth that we have today compared to you know you know king of france and whatever it's incredible but the amount of personal land we have um, but gets, but and, we, and
2: yet, but but also uh, ca- a counter question. Not not that I'm I'm looking for an argument. Um, uh, the uh, uh, you turned me on to Timothy Wu's um, uh, the attention merchants. Mm-hmm. I almost wonder if it does land matter as much as attention? Like being a brand and a person that commands the eyeballs of a bunch of people. I, that almost I, seems I, like it would be more valuable than the actual land you, you itself.
1: And It all, all depends. I bring up the land thing, but I mean I talk about like – but I think of like, oh, in the Bay Area. But you know, if I wanted to go live in Arizona or somewhere else like that, if I'm like, OK, I don't need to live where everybody else puts this high value on there because they want to be in everybody else, then I can expend my wealth in a different way and, and, and live quite comfortably too. And so, yeah, I mean it's – the answer is it all depends on what your value is. To, to, to agreed, 100% agreed. And I love the, thing, the lovely thing about expanding into space is there's more of all of that. Sure. And you can say, hey, you know what? We want to go to this place that's a little more hostile that isn't going to have the five-star restaurants because we want to do the things that you talked about and figure out how to make our own little version of the Shire or whatever. That's what's exciting. And I think that when I think about Mars, people talk about like the eventual terraforming, you know, but like, no, there's other stages way before then – Taking these big lava tubes and turning them into these these river cities, you know, building taking things like you know boring machines and tunneling machines and over decades long connecting everything up with underground, you know, connection things. So you could go around the entire planet that way. Uh, um, you y- know, building
2: these amazing sort of you know new environments. Uh- What's interesting is as you're describing them, like the only complaint I could picture people having is like, yeah, but then that's just something you made for yourself. That's all fake. That's all just you know, might as well make a shopping mall. Um, Maybe this is Europe. uh, Maybe this is colored by the fact that I just spent a week at Disney. But having seen what's what beauty is possible with in with intentionality going into spending money, a, a ridiculous amount of money to, to cause things to look picturesque and perfect, uh, I, I could deal with uh, two or three beautiful cities on on the surface of Mars that, that oh, yeah. are 100% look, fake, it, what, but also 100% awesome.
1: Yeah, and when you go to when you go to Europe, that land has been cultivated by humans for thousands of years. That's not the natural even all oh, this forest is beautiful, like no, that that was, that was planned. That was a couple hundred years ago, you know, planned sort of the way this has been built because that was farmland that was planted for this. There are very few primeval forests in Europe left, very few. You have to go out of your way to go find them. These are places where man has not gone through and dramatically changed the, you know, the structure because you know, from modern day to the Romans, you know, you've had massive land use projects taking place all over there. And so we think, oh, this looks, it it ain't, you know. Um, So, so much of what we think is natural just really isn't. But people somebody said, hey, you could have parks, it would be nice to visit. Like, no, I think we'll build parks and put houses in those parks. I think that we'll, you know, when you can say, hey, we can put all our infrastructure underground, we can put this all there, we'll make things that look like quaint villages if you want to live in a quaint, we'll make things that look like the Shire if you want to live in the Shire. We'll want that. When you look at, when you go to really, really fancy communities where people have tons of money to spend on things, they try to, you know, the, the trend now isn't a big, huge, massive house. You look at Skywalker Ranch. You ever seen, seen like photos of I've that? I've not. I've not. It's, it's, there's a main house, but then there's all these little separate buildings and there's landscaping that kind of keeps them sort of away from each other. So it doesn't look like it's a big, sprawling facility. You know, it, it feels more like this. Yeah, we're looking at some. You you know, it looks like this, you know, a main house and a bunch of other little buildings here and there. And so it's nestled into this valley. And I think that's sort of a trend we'll see, you know, and you could have walking paths and sort of this idyllic sort of way to get around where, you know, I think it will feel more natural than the environments we live in. Yeah. Gentlemen, are we ready to quest? I'm feeling
0: it. Oh, let's get into a little journey. Oh, man, if only I remembered
2: what happened last time. Previously on Johnny Quest. This is a town that needs some outsiders to protect them.
0: All right, all right. Justin pulls out a gun and shoots the nine-year-old mayor in the head.
2: Ah.
1: This is indeed, sir. I bring you a message. Ah, from from whom? The Golden Emperor.
0: Hey, great news! Free Golden Stage Code. <laughs>
2: So we were just getting ready for some kind of uh, invasion.
0: Uh, No, no, no. There was there was no invasion. Uh, uh, There was just emissaries from uh, the Golden Emperor, and uh, I not only uh, freed you of your uh, bonds that you'd uh, put yourself in with this nine year old, but definitely very
2: courageously murdered
0: stagecoach.
2: Just just very courageously murdered uh, someone the age of my middle daughter. It was, uh, I mean,
0: uh, uh, well, what do we going to do? Well, I need to take the, the, the orders of a nine-year-old all the time. Like, whatever. Papa, we're done. And then all of a sudden the stagecoach rolls in. pa a ba, ba. bing, bang, boom. Now all of a sudden we got a dope stagecoach. We can go to the Golden Emperor, uh, see what he wants. If he gives us a little lip, bah, take care of that one, too. Listen, man. I, I don't know why you keep looking at this like uh, I'm not just solving all your problems. Yeah, it's just it's just ever
2: since I lost my hand, I've really been thinking through. It. Like, I just want to be a stand-up guy. I'm try- I'm tired of being an agent of chaos that that achieves mm-hmm. nothing in life. But I mean, I, I mean you, I, you I are think, correct. I think
0: you're just free stagecoach. You just lost your nerve, man. I'm here to give it uh, back to you, man. We're, uh, we're gonna. This is how Brian got his groove back. The 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 the, the this, this show. It's I, not a show. It's our life. But like, <laughs> I just so you know. It's a show to me because you, there's going to be a narrative arc. It's going to end with you being the man you used to be.
2: Oh, we'll see. We'll see. But regardless, I'm here for you, sir. Uh, uh, shall, we, shall we take this golden stagecoach
0: yeah, somewhere? Yeah, we're, we're taking this uh, right to, back to the golden emperor.
2: All right. <clears throat> so you're on board the golden stagecoach. It's
1: actually the horses are bringing you back there. And the guy you murdered, uh, whose body I think is still in there um, – was trying to give you a scroll that asked you to determine your conditions of surrender, and instead you murdered him.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, you know what? I'm gonna back. I'm gonna back my boys' play here. Uh, uh, I think that the you know what? Let's deliver this message personally. Yeah. All right. So after
1: a considerable, you know, journey, and you guys have gone through the entire minibar, the horses come to a stop, and you're in a bit of a rise, and you walk up it, and you see. An amazing, amazing palace. And ama- you're like, awesome. how did they get the time to build this so quickly? Yeah, but that what is-
2: color? I don't know how to feel about this palace. But What color is it? Okay, well, it is gold, Brian. But well, what
1: you see is you see this gold? big, broad gates stretching on for miles around, shimmering in the gold color, parapets, buildings and structures and everything. It's a city. It is a city. Like, imagine, you know, that... That Mesa City from
2: Rogue One, but like painted gold. Ah, that just seems tacky. Like something.
0: <laughs> tell you what, it. I, it looks like something I'm going to be really excited to own in about five minutes. <laughs> okay, this well let's let's go in. in yeah. Listen, Justin, can, can 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 we just be
2: a little bit measured in in our entrance? Who here? Who are you? God. What is? I'm somebody. <laughs> I'm somebody who's figured out that I could be a better person than I was. Okay. That's that's uh, who I
0: am. I'm just saying. Uh, uh I got. Two words, click clack. That's, yeah. what, that's what I'm going to give this golden emperor. George, okay.
2: <laughs> now, you
1: notice the problem last is time? there's one little tiny problem.
0: Yeah, there's this yeah.
1: palace. It is on a mesa, and to get there you have to take a like a little tram, like a little gondola from a, a little loading station, all the way over to the mesa. Quick question: How
2: long is the line for the tram?
1: There's about eight or nine people there, and they're dressed like in real
2: regal, like, you know, silken gowns. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, Justin, are you feeling this? Silver finery, et uh, oh cetera.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm going up to everybody, and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, uh, putting my gun. I have my gun in my hand, by the way. And I'm just like, I'm just like saluting everybody, saying, All right, hello, off to kill the emperor. We're going to go shoot <laughs> but, the emperor. There, but, whoa, 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 whoa.
1: Hey, it's great that you're thinking about doing that, but there's actually, you know, two men with large guns standing on either side watching. Everybody as so they load into the gondola, okay. And there is like this golden tower up there where you see just like the point of a, of a rifle barrel just sticking yeah. out
0: of a slot. <sighs> All right, Pry here. Yeah, I know we're, we're pretty much cornered. So uh, uh, what well, I'm going to okay, tell okay. you is you start shooting the one guy. I'm going to start shooting the other guy. OK. okay uh, f- first On the of count all, of three, we do it. All right. Uh, li- one. Yeah, li- uh, quite quite.
2: A li- little bit of linguistics. You're only cornered if you refuse to leave. We can. Well, as you're, as you're talking about this, you're hearing some murmur in the crowd, too, though. Some murmur in the
1: yeah. crowd.
0: Right? Uh, guy, hey, Brian, listen. Goose is cooked. There's only one I way I heard he of this. cut Bullets. off a man's oh. head and used it as a bowling ball.
2: Hilarious. Uh, okay, oh. you know what? I I I, I say I
1: hold
0: heard that thought. I that
1: he has an organ grinder that literally grinds your organs as it pulls
2: you out of the body. He does not like bad news.
0: All oh. right, I pause. I say, I say,
2: so uh, Justin, I back your play no matter what that is. Just for uh, the lulls, let me let me do a little bit of investigation and find out what we're up against, so that you can best execute your plan of assassination.
0: All right. Good, good idea. You go ahead and do that. I'll look for your signal, and as soon as you give me the signal, the murdering begins. Okay, so I walk over, and I, I just casually
2: sidle up to, hopefully, somebody of roughly my- I
0: actually just yell out to you, was that the signal?
2: <laughs> I, I I pause, and I say- Does "I the sidle
0: the signal? I, I, is the, the
2: signal? I walk over, and I'm like, let me be very, very clear about this. Yeah. There's only one signal, and the All signal right. will be, I will look you in the eye and say, Justin- It's time to start murdering. That will be our secret signal between the two of us, okay?
1: I heard a family of five brought a dispute to them, and he gave them all shotguns and knives and had them fight out. I hold (laughs) up
2: Lacking a right hand, I I instead hold up for a pair, lacking a right they they had the students murder them. (laughs) I lacking a right hand and knowing what Justin's thinking, I hold up my chainsaw as if to say, ah 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 wait for the signal, and I look at him significantly with an arched eyebrow.
0: All right, all right, all right. I'll, I'll wait for the signal. Okay. Uh, by the way, I'm standing, and I'm doing nothing but with, like, looking uh, – but my, my gaze, you know, uh, fixed on Brian, looking for anything that I could possibly – uh, 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 misconstrue as the signal. So I
2: look uh, at the crowd for the demographically most similar person to me in the entire room, and I walk up to that person. Is there another person with a chainsaw hand? Uh, okay. Also <laughs> it's, 40 it's, and it's male. It's a guy with white
1: powder <laughs> makeup, red lipstick, with a fan, and kind of wearing a dress,
2: but a beard. Uh, so I walk up, and I and I just... Uh, and I little cross, pieces of silk tied to it. I cross my arms and say... Uh, so, what do you think people really think about this Golden Emperor? Oh, hello, good sir. He's the most imaginative tyrant we've ever had. <laughs> oh, uh, yes, because the tyrant before him—what what was his thing again?
1: Oh, we don't say his
2: name. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, okay, let's real talk. Just you know, person to person, sentient being to sentient being. Ah. Uh, how tough! Out of all the tyrants, do you really think the Golden Emperor is? Oh, he's the most
1: imaginative, the most creative, his most artistic emperor we've ever had.
2: <laughs> so, 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 so he's an art, an artsy guy.
1: Oh, his his art for cruelty just knows no boundaries. It's inspiring.
2: I uh, and, and we. Citizens love the cruelty, right? Well, we love the
1: inspiration.
2: Uh, Can can you elucidate? Uh, I try not to this early in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hey, listen, just between you, me, and the girls here, uh, how would it be accepted if suddenly our emperor was murdered? Ooh, if it was creatively done, ooh, but who would dare such a thing? Okay, all right. Uh, and on, get him, he's plotting, he's plotting. Uh, Okay, I immediately start up the chainsaw, I I jab it into this person, and I look at Justin and I say, it's time to begin the murders.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I take out both guns and I just start shooting the two gu- the two guards as like uh, as much as I humanly can. <laughs> and then
1: there's a guy up in the guard tower though who starts firing at you from above.
2: Uh uh I I give him a very withering look and and tilt my uh good finger uh, uh, uh like you Uh
0: can can uh, at this point can we run toward the gondola? Yeah, sure. Uh, we 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 run to the gondola, uh, firing up at the guard tower to give us cover.
2: Yeah. Okay. And also, I, I I briefly, as we're running, I lean over to Justin and I was just like, make sure every murder is super effed up, all right? That they love this crap. They love this crap.
0: We uh, found. Uh, I I responding to that. I. Uh, I unzip my fly and stick my gun through the oh. hole and start shooting oh, random passersby.
2: <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I pantomime like I'm a 1920s newsie and, and I, I act like I'm, I'm filming it. And I say, are you getting this America? Are you getting this just to make it more messed up? Uh,
1: you get on a gondola. Yeah. Doesn't do anything.
0: Oh, can we hit the, the go button?
1: There's a big switch. You can press that.
0: Nice. I, I, we press the switch. You press the switch,
1: and it starts to creak slowly up towards the mesa. Uh,
2: I lean out the window and say, Also, we used to be party clowns. That's how messed up this is. We used to take care of children where we came from.
0: Is there anybody else in the gondola, or is it just me and Brian.
2: I mean, there's a couple dead bodies. And then I, I lean out and I say, also, we have secret erotic fiction books if you want to publish them. Uh,
0: uh, I, I, I pick up one of the corpses and I start making it sing John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. <laughs> uh,
2: I, I, and then I lean out and begin to <laughs> ask, like, whatever happened to the good version of this song? <laughs> like, just, just, just I'm trying to keep them off balance.
1: You're. It's a long ride, and there's some music playing. It's sort of this regal pomp and circumstance, and then you get sort of this kind of like thirty uh, sort of sort of music playing. It's got this sort of like he's the greatest emperor. He kills with abandon. Nobody murders like him. He's our golden emperor. Um.
2: All right, Justin. Can we can we have a conversation? This seems like a brief moment that maybe we can come up with some
0: kind of battle plan.
2: As all best right, I can here's tell, here's the battle
0: plan. Point me to the Golden Emperor, and I'm going to shoot as many people as I need to before I shoot that person. Okay, okay, And then at that point, wait a minute, I'm not finished. Once he's dead, then I'll kill everybody else that I didn't kill previous (laughs) until it's just me and you that have the entire run of the city. Okay, Justin, I understand that we're both a bit emotionally damaged ever since the downfall
2: of civilization, and then maybe we've fallen into some patterns that aren't necessarily great for
0: society at large. However, I do know this much. Great talk, and I run away, and I just immediately start shooting into the crowd.
2: You're on a gondola. You're running around in circles in the same controlled, closed cabin as I am. Yeah. So, well, you just you know what? I I don't even ask for your permission to keep going. I just keep going as you do whatever it is you're gonna do. I say, Justin, these people value one thing, and that is eccentric, uh, 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 cruelty. They love creative murders. So if you just, I mean, forgive me, forgive me if you're just going to run around shooting people. That seems like that will not impress the populace, and they will not approve of our usurping the Golden Emperor. Seems to me like you got to get a little, like, can, can we workshop this? Can we workshop it?
1: Uh-oh. Uh, the narrator uh, uh, is silenced. You're passing through now at this point. You're reaching level ground. You're passing through. Statues on either side, golden statues, and each one demonstrates a very creative kill. For instance, there's like uh, a woman on her back having little kittens devour her internal organs. Mm. Okay, I, I, uh, I
2: raise an eyebrow and I and I with my one good hand, I, I do a thumb to point at, like see what I'm talking about over here. Then there's a
1: man with pencils shoved into every part of his body, and then
2: oh. I, and then I, I, this time this time. Uh, I, 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 I I do nothing. <laughs> I don't acknowledge that one.
1: Yeah. All strange sorts of decapitation, strangulations, all sorts of other
2: stuff. it's, just, it's, it's really uh, it's quite inspiring. Uh, I say, Justin, Come yeah. on. We, uh, this is our big gig. We have to seduce the populace by being more cruel than the golden Emperor.
0: Uh, all right, cool. So, you want me to do the the wiener gun again? <laughs> See, okay.
2: Any any idea that 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 has the word again associated with it? Listen, man, Justin, you don't realize we have come through time and space, and we this is the big leagues of 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 cruelty.
0: And, and, got and, it. And, and, I, I need you to be all the way dialed in. This is your moment. Say, say no more. I take off my pants and I shoot a hole through the butt. So I can have a butt gun. <laughs>
2: uh, I nod approvingly, turn away from you, and when I'm convinced you're not looking, roll my eyes as if there's a camera watching me. The tram comes to a stop.
1: There is a long staircase below you that leads to an alley. Not an alley, but a street. A main thoroughfare, if you will. Adorned with flags... But and above it, about four stories above it is just this, it's this wall, this high wall, and it's lined up with people dressed beautifully, dressed again, in this very, very sort of renaissance, you know, fancy. We got a lot of golden thread and a lot of spare time on our hands and whatnot. And they've lined it up. The tram comes to a stop. The door opens, and there's this music, this fan. I
2: look at Justin, and I say, this is just in case. This is a preventative measure. And then I grab his gun, and I too shoot a hole out of the butt of my jeans yeah, and I and then I hand him back the gun with an arched eyebrow, and I was like, "Best work, best work this is this is the moment."
0: Uh, we have seen that butt gun, seen that before uh uh wait, what have we made the golden Emperor eat our butt guns?"
2: Well, the, uh, nobody like, can hear you because they're it way for the meeting. Save it for the okay. meeting. This is our moment. We're going to meet, we're going to pitch, and we're going to uh, stitch. It's going to be great.
0: Yeah.
1: So you walk down this long road, and then you see this, this, again, the palace, these steps that go up to the palace, right? And then there are... More statues lining either side of it, you know, and and actually these ones are of what appears to be a sort of this tall, thin man that probably looks like that is the golden emperor, doing things like breaking people in half with a smile, a foppish smile, holding up the heart of somebody as they clutch their chest and are like, oh, the pain, the pain, the pain, you know. And there's like little plaques that say, you know, to to inventing new creativities, you know, new art, new forms, you know. You realize he's a very he's a very inspired artist and you hear these murmurs like you know he's he's created he's in a new phase now he's in a new phase now can't wait to see the new phase i can't wait to see what the new phase is going to be i heard he I heard he's just pushed it to a new envelope
2: i uh i walked uh, Look, i i, I forward as if i don't have this impending sense of dread <laughs> okay you reach the top of the steps there's a large
1: golden door there creeks open creak blinding light comes at you. Your voice is saying, i step forward to meet the golden emperor. You step into this room and there is this really tall, like a three-story tall staircase. That this gold throne ends in like spear points, things like this. There's knives. You look all around you. There's all these golden weapons, like just amazing stuff. And you look to your right and it's kind of like sick and twisted sex stuff because you're like, I think that's for going in somebody's body and that's really gross.
2: Right? So, real quick, I turn to Justin and I'm just like, this is... This is what you want. You you just go in and meet him, or we can we can we're just we're gonna be we're snaky. gonna make him
0: eat the butt gun. <laughs> okay. All right.
2: I, I, uh, I, I follow Justin. And it's a
0: simple plan. Step one: <laughs> make a butt gun. Step two: make the Golden Emperor eat the butt gun. Step three: we own the Golden Empire. Okay. So uh,
1: you may proceed to greet the Emperor. I so. Uh,
0: Walking
2: up Say, the stairs. Hey,
0: Emp, hey, uh, you hungry? Because <laughs> the menu is barely limited. Uh, as we're walking up the stairs,
2: under my breath, I mutter, like, you, you heard them mention that they've seen the butt gun before. I mean,
0: it's like they're not going to be a person. Yeah, huh? but what about two butt guns? <laughs>
2: I mean, it just seems derivative and, and, like, you're just iterating at this point. I, I don't... Uh...
0: I, I, do you have... All right. Hey, listen, I don't see anybody else uh, pitching here. Uh, I, I, I came up with butt gun, like, and, and sure, maybe that's a little basic, but uh, I feel like it is a, a forceful statement and and all I hear is like I don't know. Oh. See, this is what happens when you let a nine year old push you around. You're just like you used to be the best at this. You used to be jumping around and, and flying out of uh of, uh, of all these uh, confinements and murdering people without thinking about it. And now you're just like I don't know. Uh. I'm
2: like I'm I'm, just, look, I'm, I'm, a, I'm here to back your plate. This is a this is a team endeavor, and and I'm gonna I'm I'm ready. Let's go. Let's go.
0: Wait a minute. So, no. wait. Wait. What do you? G- g- give me a pitch then, real quick, real quick. <sighs> On top of your mind, what's your pitch? Okay, fine. Th- I
2: don't have anything better. I'm just, I'm just hoping that, that poking you will somehow bring me gratification and get us a better idea than we have right now. All I know is that they've already seen the butt gun trick, and if we have to, we have to have a closer. We have to have something that makes everybody gonna stand up and scream for us. Like, I, I, like, 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 like. Wait. What? You're halfway up the stairs. I, 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 I say I say what if what if we make them think it's gonna be the butt guns, but instead we shoot each other? I, I'm just spitballing. No bad ideas in brainstorming.
1: And so you get the sense that you're being watched from above. Like there might be a gallery, you know, like like there's some like you know, lattices, whatever. That perhaps if there's people watching you.
0: Uh, yeah. Oh, hey, what about this? We do the butt gun bullet catch, but we actually shoot them in the face. Uh,
2: okay. Look, I I. Freeze! As if I have an idea, and then I look Justin in the eye. I give him a wink. I crank up the chainsaw and I hold it to his throat. And, and I say, "And I say, listen up! Nobody move! Nobody move! I want to see the emperor right now!" And I and I march Justin up the stairs.
1: Oh, you hear?
2: Oh, this is going
1: somewhere. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I say, "I swear to God, I'll let him have it. I'll let him have it. You let me see the emperor right now." And then I So go, you reach the top, rum, and there, there is a
1: throne, and there's a very tall, thin man looks just like the statue sitting there, and he looks kind of bored. He's like,
2: hmm, you can go on. And <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, I was I, I, I say, uh, uh, I I, whisper to Justin, like, I need some help here. <laughs> this
0: is all I really had. But they seem to like it. Come on, let's Boring! work with this. <laughs> uh, uh I, I, I look at Brian, and I say, all right. I'm gonna shoot you, in the wiener. (laughs) All right. Uh, I. Man of the Thrones, like listening. (laughs) 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 All right, on the count of three. All right, are you ready?
2: Hold on, wait, wait, no. I say, Justin, that would be an actual betrayal of our very real friendship at this moment. Through all we've been through, you... is on the edge of his seat listening. Going, you, you would actually betray me in this way? That would achieve nothing. What would you gain from that?
0: You know what, Brian? I think you're right. That would be a betrayal if I stuck my butt gun into your wiener and pulled the trigger. Which, what am I do right now? Pa! And I shoot Brian in the wiener. <laughs> <laughs> and I say, oh, you like that? Do ya? Do ya? Well, guess what? Uh, uh, call me Uber Eats for butt guns because I'm just about to make a delivery. And I run up to the Golden Emperor and I make him eat the butt guns. And then I shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: I look down, not angry, just disappointed at my win,
0: <laughs> exploded Brian, wiener. We win, We <laughs> win! I run over to Brian. I want to Confetti jump up and down. Confetti showers down. Confetti showers down from above, and you hear, brilliant, brilliant! Oh no! <laughs> Uh, I, I, I'm so excited! I'm hugging Brian. This is like I've just uh, won an Oscar, and I'm crying, and I'm hugging him, and I'm saying, "We wait, did wait, it, wait. man! Then we did it!" the
1: walls all lower down around you, and you realize you're in a stadium.
0: <laughs> I I
2: take this moment of quietness. You're in a stadium being watched now. I I take
0: you're this, very take calm bow, and collected for a Take a bow. Take a bow. bow a curtain call. <laughs>
2: I quietly, in my head, try to access the Adolf operating system and say, hey, Adolf, do you know, is there, is there, is this, is this a world that maybe they have cybernetic and they could rebuild? Brian, our schnitzel has been shot. We must do something. (laughs) I know, I know, I know. (laughs) I'm just wondering, like, this world... Like I would really love a bionic schnitzel or something. Is there uh, anything? I I, I, uh,
0: I, I take uh, 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 whatever scepter that the golden emperor has as he now lays prone, victim to my butt gun, <laughs> and, uh, and 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 I, I I I wrap it three times and say, as your new golden emperor, I I demand that uh, my associate gets a new schnitzel. Um, and you hear this loud laughter. <laughs> everybody oh,
1: everybody puts their hands in front of their mouth and does this foppish laugh. Oh, he still thinks that's the golden emperor.
0: Oh, oh. <laughs> I,
2: I look around for a camera so I can give a Jim Halpert, oh, well, look.
1: <laughs> Whoops. Then, well, you notice there's this large skybox in front of you, a golden skybox. And in there you see a throne with a man sitting on the throne going, <laughs> he
0: still thinks
1: he thinks that was me <laughs>
0: uh, uh well hey you want to know what turns out the uh, it's it's uh it's not taco tuesday <laughs> it's butt gun wednesday because it's still on the menu jack <laughs> All right, Brian, let's go. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm good. I'm just going to hang out here
2: on this stage. Brian's going ah, to leave man. Down. Uh, this a couple, is your dream. Come out. couple of paramedics come running out. A couple
1: of paramedics come running out. The Emperor has sent us with his
2: compliments. <laughs> I, I I have a, a quick conversation with the paramedics. I was like, you guys don't have a hand in there, do you? Uh, or, or, or a spare schnitzel? Well,
1: if the Emperor is pleased, he can do quite a lot. Mm,
2: all right. Well, uh, I guess. Hey, you know what? Just go on without me, Justin. I'm. I'm. Uh, these guys now, have now medical gear. Now, as you're
1: doing this, another man comes running out with a sketch pad. He's like, "Wait, don't move him!" And he ske- quickly sketches you, Brian, on the ground, holding your crotch, <laughs> and bleeding out, and Justin here with his butt gun. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> oh, we we gotta get the sculpture.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah! Hey, we're making history, Justin. I'm going to call you guys up for a follow up. Okay. <laughs> Uh I I say I say look okay, just just patch me up and give me a, a, a depends undergarment and I'm just going to I'll follow this guy. I'm done I'm done uh I'm done. <laughs> you you're you splitting up? No, no no no. I'm going with I'm going to follow Justin because that's what I've sworn to do and uh I I do like I, I, I I'm not I'm not obnoxious about it. But there's always a half second delay to everything I say to Justin. That sort of implies, like, like I, you know, I'm doing this because we're, you know, sworn buddies. But also, I don't necessarily approve of him shooting me in the dick. Sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what is your line? What is your line that did he ask across? <laughs>
2: I, I, You know, at some point, Andrew, you just look up and you realize you're missing a hand, you have a chainsaw for an arm, you have a Nazi robotic artificial intelligence operating system installed in your brain, and you know, your best friend just shut off your wiener. Um, mm-hmm. at some point you just roll with it, man. That's
1: all just- right. So you're being escorted down, down the ramp into a sideways tunnel. So I saw a tunnel on the side,
0: right? Uh, by the way, in, in, in this moment of, uh, uh, now that we're away from everybody, I lean over to Brian and I'm like, dude, that was brilliant. I was, I was, I followed your lead. Uh, uh you, you took me hostage and then I, I followed your plan of shooting you in the dick. And and everybody was like wild for it, man. I think that like that get this gets us so much closer to killing the golden emperor because of your brilliant plan, man. You and, are brilliant. With it, with it with As, it, with a
2: You're back.
0: <laughs> with As the doors close behind sigh.
1: you, you hear
2: the emperor giggling. again
1: uh, He still doesn't know.
2: <laughs> Shut. Um uh, uh with an exhausted sigh, I was like, I'm glad I'm glad uh 'm I'm, I'm glad you liked it Justin
0: um, I I'll tell you what, this was this is the Brian I remember <laughs> <laughs> he
1: still doesn't get it <laughs>
0: so uh, we, we keep
1: walking we're walking down the tunnel right you're still hearing the echo you know <laughs> <All right. laughs> the fool the fool doesn't know
0: next time on journey oh, Quest. God, I, I, I you know I'll what? Tell you what he's gonna get it he's gonna get my butt gun in his mouth i I,
2: I tell you I tell you what man Justin uh, I, I think our goals are aligned, like as annoyed as I disapprove of you shooting off my genitals, but I do approve of your wanting to murder this guy because that's not cool.
0: Uh, I, I approve of your plan that was uh, wholly devised by you. And I was only a player. in uh, I think this is this is great. <laughs> this is the best journey quest.
1: <laughs> Gentlemen, do you have any picks?
0: Uh, yeah, you want to know what? I- I'm going to pick a- another a- a Twitch channel here. Uh, uh, there's a, a promotion, a wrestling promotion around the corner uh, from where I am in Oakland called Hood Slam, and they did an awesome show last night that I believe is available on their uh, VODs, uh, twitch.tv slash hoodslam. It was put on uh, in conjunction with... Uh, I forget the organization, but it- it's a science organization out here in the Bay, and they did Science Slam...
2: Like uh, uh, that Academy? was,
0: uh, Martin Scarelli is who you're seeing out there who, uh, briefly raised, uh, uh there's me uh, there uh, on the side of the ring, uh, who briefly raised the prices at the bar 5,000%, uh, because he could, uh, <laughs> then had to face, uh, retribution for it, but, uh, it also involved, uh, uh, Neil DeGrasse Tyson versus Bill Nye uh spoiler alert Pluto ran in and made uh <laughs> made their uh, impression known uh this was a handicap match of uh, uh Watson and Crick uh oh, uh, uh against, this is amazing uh, uh but uh, uh yeah it ended with a Faraday cage match of uh Tesla versus Edison and uh, uh and it was uh it was great. It was who, awesome. Uh, I great who
2: who who won?
0: Who won? Uh no spoilers. Michael Faraday. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the uh, seller believe, of the cage. <laughs> well, I don't know what. Go go and go and watch it. But uh I, I, I believe that uh uh that, that 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 Tesla came out on top in the Faraday cage match. Hmm. Mm. Uh
2: I got a pick for you. It's uh, uh, you know what? I'm gonna do the safe pick. Uh, Stranger Things two is great. If you like Stranger Things, then uh, here's more of it. It's called Stranger Things two. It's good. How far, how far in are you in the series? Episode five, I think. Okay, yeah. 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 It's uh, I, it, it's it, a little it,
0: bit of a different thing this season. I, I, yeah, I, I haven't seen it. I liked I, Brian's review. We're not spoiling it. Not spoiling anything. Andrew didn't have to do the thing. It's it's good.
2: That's it. <laughs>
1: Gentlemen, like my shirt, like my shirt. Uh, is that a okay. SpaceX shirt? Yeah, it's the uh, it's a dragon capsule with its uh, solar power trunk thing there. It's a SpaceX shirt. Uh, they just landed in the middle of our podcast. I don't know if you know this, but SpaceX actually they like land rockets, too. And like it's like no big deal because like they just landed another one.
2: Uh, that's my favorite thing on the planet. The fact that it's now de rigueur. I, <laughs> I just love the fact that it's it's uh, uh like whatevs same difference so uh
1: i wear a lot of spacex gear people like why do you wear spacex gear i'm like why do people wear football jerseys
0: yeah yeah you
1: know like like, you know and like it's same thing it's like i think it's really cool what they're doing they have a gift shop they have a store where you can buy things so i buy things to wear them because i like it it's cool so if you go to spacex you can at spacex.com they actually have they shop there and you can get t-shirts and other cool stuff there so um you know and somebody said, oh, well, I'm going to give you a NASA shirt to wear. I'm like, I wear NASA shirts, too. <laughs> I, have a, I have a project, Solar Sail Project, for the Planetary Society. Like, I love all this stuff. So um, just SpaceX has really cool gear. So this is uh, one of the shirts they have. They've got a lot of cool stuff. They also, if you're a collector, for every mission, they have a patch. And if you go to the SpaceX Reddit, uh, reddit.com r SpaceX, you'll see whatever the latest mission is and you'll see the mission patch for this. I think this was uh KoreaSat or whatever they think they just launched and and so that's kind of a cool thing So some people like to collect all of those. But there's you know they have neat stuff. They've got like cool, you know, t-shirts and uh, other sorts of wear. So um anyhow, that's my pick is the SpaceX shop and oh, also nice. like uh if you want to like I have on my I have a Boring Company hat on its way too. Awesome. You can, man. You can get at the hats. So Um, uh, Blue Origin made gear. I'd wear Blue Origin stuff like I'm just the more we like these things, put them out there like, you know, Brian right now is wearing a shuttle shirt, uh, you know, and that's cool. You know, I think just showing our support for these kinds of things. The more people go, oh, what's this like SpaceX? What's this like? Oh, that's really
2: cool. You know, so have you uh, when's the last time you've encountered somebody who is unfamiliar with the fact that SpaceX is is landing for stages of rockets?
1: I mean a lot. I mean on Twitter and stuff too. I'll say something about SpaceX and I'll get some ignorant kind of like, well, I'll believe them when they launch something. You're like, what are you like? You're yeah.
2: That's amazing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you get these very you know people who have very strong their 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 opinion to knowledge ratio (laughs) is you know way out of whack. You're like, oh, didn't they blow some people up? Like, no, no, not yet. you know um, it's just, and these are the people the first ones to react and get angry online too that's the funny thing but yeah I still encounter that I still a lot of times I'll talk oh I've heard of SpaceX like no like, oh let me tell you what they do I'm like oh my god that's really cool I'm like yeah we're in the future yeah so, so anyhow who's wearing I'd wear a Virgin Galactic shirt. sure sure I'd support all of that I think it's all good so um, more cool stuff so that's my pick and that's the end of weird things it's been weird